Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Thanks for joining us for On The Pace today as we discuss New South Wales harness racing and our participants in the next 10 to 15 minutes. We've got uh, two harness cards this afternoon, or at least one this afternoon, with Tamworth of eight races getting underway at one thirty-seven, And then we roll into Penrith tonight with a strong card of racing there as well in our nighttime session. And we've got nine races, the first at 6.22. So despite the fact that we maybe have uh, a smaller metropolitan card on Saturday night in that metro region, uh, still a well-supported provincial card tonight out of Penrith and hopefully a few winners to be found as well. Last night at Bathurst, uh, we had the 10 races, including uh, that country series final, which was held over from Saturday night at Menangle to be run last night at Bathurst. And in the end, it was ideal escape getting the job done there, which was the first race on the card. So good to see that prize money still making its way out to the country region of $20,000 for Daryl Hillier and Stuart Richards. And also uh, Kenneth and Matt Rue combined for a training and driving double, respectively, on that card of racing. Now, in terms of the COVID situation, we continue as is for the time being with our metropolitan region and those that are in the greater Sydney area, uh, Blue Mountain, Central Coast, Coast, uh, and Wollongong regions staying in that area, whereas uh, our country uh, participants are still able to make their way around to the different tracks, but ensure that you continue to take your mask along with you to any New South Wales harness racing uh, venue, whether that be training track or race venue as we go along. There's a really strong contingent, though, of New South Wales participants in Queensland at the moment as we really start to warm up towards the three big nights at Albion Park coming up on the 10th, 17th and 24th. Next Saturday night is that new race, the Rising Sun, for three and four-year-olds, but there's also a really good racing this Saturday night. We've got the running of the Open Class Mile event, which is the Wandai's mate. No King of Swing, but there's still uh, Uncle George from New South Wales, as well as Balraj, Rock and Marty, and also uh, from New Zealand, copy that, making his way, and also, also Escalera. So a really strong New South Wales contingent now based in Queensland. A few of those metropolitan uh, participants were able to make their way out before restrictions closed, but a few of our country, or at least provincial region participants have now made their way north, including Brad Hewitt, and he has a strong book of drives on Saturday night, and he's also got some pretty important horses uh, to make their way into some decent races over the next few weeks and he's been kind enough to join us for On The Pace this morning. Brad, how are you? Good, thanks, Brett. Where are you? Are you in Queensland now and sort of how has the last seven days been? I'm sure it's probably been a stressful time to make your way north, but are you settled? Uh, yep, so got up here yesterday morning about yeah, 8.30, 9 o'clock and yeah, got the horse and that settled in, but yeah, and after the weekend and yeah, everything going on with COVID and that, we just decided to bite the bullet and yeah, get up here. We weren't supposed to come up until next week originally, but yeah, just thought we'd better be safe and sorry and get up here before they yeah, might possibly shut the borders or anything like that. How big is your team? And I noticed that your dad also has a team of horses campaigning. Are you looking after them as well? How many do you have in your care at present time? Yep, so I brought five up, Britt. I bought three of my own. Um, send it and Lady Lara and 
Folk Gemma and I got Dad Food, Smooth Sailor and Rock and Marty with me as well. Is that sort of the the biggest that the team will get or is there a possibility that more will make their way north from your stable? No, nah, that's probably probably breed. I was planning on bringing another one or two, but they're sort of eligible for the Breeders' Challenge in another uh, two or three months or whatever. So I decided just to give them a little two or three-week break and do the right thing by them when they got them races coming up and instead of um, yeah, bringing them up here, I would have liked to, but they just weren't quite on top of things and it just drags it out and makes a long sort of season for them if they're just up all season. All righty, but send it's obviously the stable star off the back of his Group 1 win only uh, a month and a half or so ago. He was a scratching on Saturday night due to those restrictions when it comes to the metropolitan region, but no doubt he's looking towards the Rising Sun next week, hoping to, to make his way into that rich race. Yeah, that's right, Brett. Just things haven't sort of gone right for him the last uh, three or four weeks. I car broke down on the way to Bankstown there. The other day in the Trill Memorial, he missed that run, and then yeah, well, then he was supposed to have it uh, last Saturday night. It was going to just be his two runs, but he had to race yeah, two weeks ago, and then uh, yeah, well, got halfway down again the other day, and he couldn't um, race then. So yeah, I sort of I didn't want to race him this week because he would have drawn back line. And if he had to have a, a hard run, sort of might have took took it out of him and gutted him for that good race next week. So, you know, just give him a week off and might take him in and work him on Sunday or something and um, hopefully top him off for next week. So there's no temptation to trial him in the lead-up to next Saturday night? I guess the one good thing in his favour is with that Group 1 win under his belt, he should be guaranteed a start, so he has nothing to prove. Yeah, I was um, planning on trialling him uh, tomorrow night, but the trials are being called off now up here at Albion Park, so... I think, yeah, as long as we can go, we're going to go and work a few on Sunday and just go for a trip and a run in and see the track. And, yeah, it's like sort of a trial for him anyway, but that'll just pop him off nice, I think. But, yeah, like you said, uh, he should get a run in it. He's, besides even the, the two group ones where he ran second and the, obviously the one he won, I think it was five starts ago, he, he got beat uh, a metre to Wolf Stride and out to play and Max the Light. Like, he got beat in next to them sorts of horses in that Wagga group one. So there's there. There shouldn't be too many with better form than him. It's a race that everybody seemingly wants to be involved in. But as you've sort of just highlighted, his form lines are super and he's probably flying under the radar a little bit still. You would have no doubt watched Krug and you've had a really good look at Expensive Ego uh, when he's been in your backyard over the last 12 months or so and then copy that another element as well. But I think it's safe to say with the right sort of run, your bloke certainly isn't out of the race. Yeah, that's right, Brett. We're really confident given that he gets a decent draw and a nice run. Like He had to do all the work and then two um, an angle group ones, and that's just sort of not his go. He's a, he's a good little fit sprinter and just follows any speed. Like, they went 52 over the, the 2200 at Wagga there that day, and on the line, like, I know he had a, a nice easy run, three fence there, but on the line he was going better than anything and running past horses like, yeah, like I said, Wolf Stride and out to play, like they're racing the Miracle Mile, and you look after the line, he's running straight past them sort of horses, so... The harder they go, the better it is for him. He's just so strong. Like he can just sustain his run for a long time. So 
Yeah, if he gets a good run, I reckon he'd be in it up to his eyeballs. It's only a few days until we find out uh, the makeup of that field as well. There will be a live barrier draw for the Rising Sun on Monday night at 6.30 on Sky 2. And no doubt we'll know more about the field uh, come Monday as well. You've got a few drives there on Saturday night at Albion Park as well. One horse in particular who's contesting a strong race is Rockin' Marty. And he'll take on the Wandai's mate against the likes of Spankham Colt 31. Balraj is there as well. But uh, he He's made the trip north. Is that with a, a target to maybe a few of those bigger races like the Sunshine Sprint and the Blacks are fake? Is that what he's here for? Yeah, hopefully, Britt. I uh, was hoping he could yeah, win his last start and that's free for all at an angle, but one sort of swung in front of him in the score up and had to check him and he galloped, but he gave him yeah, at least 40 metres before the start and went fifth, 151. He caught the field and got beat nine metres hard held like just finishing on the back like he's run the super and he'd obviously won a couple before that but yeah he's well and truly up to that level like he has been his whole career really but hopefully he can yeah if he can run for the top three on Sunday night yeah it should really get him into them other races I think. In terms of the barrier draw there's an emergency down in one so should it not be required you'll slot down into gate three. You've got Balraj to your inside and Spankham and Colt 31 to your outside so I guess you may hold a bit of a key to the race. How do you see the race playing out because when he does everything right he's actually got good gate speed Rock and Marty so uh, you have some options there. Yeah that's right Britt. As long as he does everything right scoring up and gets away like he has got good gauge speed and like Balraj, he's been well below his best. I'm not too sure what the plan there would be, but yeah, either way, if we find, find the front or the fence, that's good. If not, yeah, we're going to get a good trip like we've seen other two horses, like you said, drawn for outside. So is it a race where you've got to drive him positively to, I guess, show him off to selectors for those bigger target races coming up? Oh, not really, but he's actually like he is better from behind. He just because his his class sort of gets him through. Being able to yeah, sitting outside him or yeah, he's led in a couple and gone really good. But his biggest asset is his speed. But we just haven't had to been able to drive him like it lately. And unfortunately, when he galloped last start, I would have been able to then, but he got it wrong. But he's he's a good racehorse. At bar yeah, he can sort of get a bit funny. Sure enough, but after that, he's, he's a beautiful racehorse. He can do it any way you want. Well, hopefully on Saturday night he'll get a good run on paper. It looks as though from various scenarios it could well play to your favour nicely. And you've got your own runner, Sweet Gemma, going around in race number 10 on the card, which is a mare's qualifying event. She's had two starts from New Zealand and you had her nominated for that open mare's race at Menangle last Saturday night, again, that she couldn't contest, but she was eligible for much easier races. So do you have a, a good opinion of this, Meg? Because I guess you sort of threw her in the deep end there. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah, probably going to be a, a bridge too far for her, but I just wanted to yeah, put her in a race where I could just sit her up and uh, yeah, let her hit the line because at home she works as good as any any horse we've got here. So and she's a, a lot more tractable and races better when she's got a helmet to follow. And I just sort of haven't had the chance in either run so far. She was outside and her first start against a good one at Pizzuto, um Vincent Van Gorn and ran a good race there. And then she led one at Galvin, but she was sort of a bit lost 
out in front. The, the ner- nerves and things can seem to get get to her sometimes, but yeah, when she does follow a helmet, she can peel off and yeah, be really quick. So it'll be interesting to see how she goes this week. In terms of other runners this weekend, you've sort of got runners here, there and everywhere at Wagga tomorrow and also Tabcourt Park, Melton tomorrow night. What can you tell us about Miss Hattie and why she bobbed up at Melton first up from New Zealand with a few trials under her belt? Is there something specific that you're targeting with her? Uh, not really, Brett. She's just eligible for uh, her Vic Bread bonus. She was bought from the Melbourne sales two years ago and it's just sort of too good of money not to... Yeah, set them down for. I would have taken her myself if yeah, things were different with COVID and stuff like that, but obviously that wasn't going to be possible. So, yeah, she went down uh, yesterday, I think, and yeah, she's, at least she's drawn one, so she should be hard to beat. She's tried all right, so, um, yeah, we'll find out more tomorrow night. Well, a very busy weekend coming up with horses racing at multiple venues. We appreciate your time this morning, Brad, and best of luck for not only this weekend but the carnival coming up. Thanks a lot, Brett. Brad Hewitt there this morning for On The Pace. And as I mentioned, runners at Wagga tomorrow, or at least a runner at Wagga tomorrow. Uh, Bosch and also Dance Like An Angel, in fact, that will both be well favoured. Tabcourt Park Melton tomorrow night, and then a few steers on Saturday night as well as a runner of his own. So certainly busy times, but as I mentioned, a really strong contingent of New South Wales participants in Queensland at the moment, uh, aside from the Belinda McCarthy team and the likes of the Frisbees, Scott Hewitt, Dean Sinofskis, but also Bernie Hewitt making uh, his way north this weekend as well. So even more starting to make their way north of the border. So the two cards of racing today, Tamworth this afternoon's not too far off, 137 for the first, and then a big nine race card out of Penrith this evening. Fred Hastings will be back tomorrow morning to try and find some winners at that Menangle meeting on Saturday night, the feature race being the Golden Mile, uh, and some horses looking to resurrect their best form. The likes of Cash and Flow, Ultra Orlando uh, are thereabouts, as is Mac Da Vinci, and a few from the Kevin Pizzuto team who are going from strength to strength as well with Lurham Lake and Burnham Boy, the main two. Their pocket of terror was able to win the open class race last week, and he'll be looking to repeat. So that's race four on the card, but Fred Hastings will no doubt have done all the form for tomorrow's edition, and then Mick Guerin will be back on Sunday to wrap it all up. Best of luck if you're having a bet today at Tamworth or Penrith.